Good afternoon to you. It is four, just a little after four fifteen here on New Year's Day. Josh Claire, Stefano, and of course the great Adam Shalfu. Adam, how are you today? I'm great. Apparently, I appreciate that. Uh, I haven't been called the great Adam Shalafu in a while, but I I strive for greatness. Uh, the new nickname is the Fargo Fox, and I, I like that. Uh, so I'm, I'm rocking with that one. How how are you? How are you guys doing? Doing good, man. I'm I'm doing good. I I really like the Fargo Fox. That's <laughs> that works, bro. I mean, you always seem to find these great. It's just the food, the food is something about the food just just rolls with a lot of things, man. Killing it, killing the name game. I think it's because people like misread Fargo Foo, and so it just kind of evolved. But I, I'll take it. I like Fargo Fox even better. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I just said. Fargo Foo. All right, we got yeah. new, new Year's resolutions here, fellas. Our New Year's goals. What do we got? I got to shave the, the weight I put on when I moved back to Chicago. No, I'm not in Chicago anymore. And so I got to like take that back off. I'm trying to get back in the gym a little bit and, um, you know, just keep grinding, keep grinding. Nothing crazy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, I'm probably going to, I mean, this is not really a resolution, but I'm probably going to cut my hair this year very soon. Really? And yeah, which, and I've had it long for a long time. So, I'm probably gonna cut it soon, and um, and dude, I did. This wasn't even a resolution, but I think it's gonna have to become one in some form or capacity. I need to do my legs more because I just did a hundred air squats randomly yesterday, just like I don't know, just busted out a hundred air squats, right? So my quads are so sore today; it's crazy. I'm like, dude, I'm like, why are my legs so sore? I'm like, this air squats. So that that was a little concerning. I feel like my, my quads should not be that sore from 100 air squats. No, I so I think I need to start working on my legs more. <laughs> Fair enough. Well, speaking of New Year's resolutions, I think the Bulls had a New Year's resolution that they wanted to get better, and they did. Especially last year, they wanted to get better. And we head to the midpoint of the season, and we have a familiar face atop the Western Conference. We got a new face atop the Eastern Conference. We got the Chicago Bulls in first place after DeMar DeRozan hits a one-legged three-pointer at the buzzer yesterday to beat the Indiana Pacers, moves the Bulls to the 23-10 and 10 in a tie with Brooklyn for first place. And the Bulls, of course, have the tiebreaker as they've beaten them twice now. Boys, did you – I mean, I don't know if – no expert had this at the beginning of the season. No expert had this. But I got to say, I would very, I'm not totally surprised Golden State's number one. But I think we can all agree that ne- none of us expected the Bulls to be number one in the East at this point in the season. Or even at all. And I want to get your thoughts on that. But first, let's talk about Spotify Green Room. Spotify Green Room, the live audio-only sports talk platform, free to download and to use. It can talk to me, Josh, Stefano, uh, athletes and insiders in real time. Perfect for watch parties, debates, post-game breakdowns, and reacting to breaking news. And share your own experiences on the app. Uh, it's a free audio-only social media platform just for sports fans. Join ongoing conversations. You can watch games together. A lot of fun community with that. Uh, talk with other sports fans and uh, 
yeah, it's fantastic. Give it a shot. Spotify Green Room. Uh, Josh, I'm all about it, man. Uh, I did say the Bulls were going to be good. I was telling everyone who would listen that the Bulls were going to be good. I know you did, but did we really expect them to be first place? I thought they went 46. My thing was, I thought they go 46, 48 wins. That's my thought. I thought, okay, this team will be much better, much more improved. Did I think they'd be first place in the East? No. And I don't think think anybody had that. This year is so crazy because, like, so much can change just because you're going to have these COVID outbreaks, right? And so it it, it creates the situation where no one's always, like, super healthy. You know, you're going to have players missing. Going into the year, I thought that the best teams in the East were uh, the the Nets and the Bucks. And then I thought teams like the Bulls and the Heat were very close to getting into that mix, but not necessarily there right now. I think what the Bulls uh, do so well is they have a really tough identity. DeMar DeRozan has the ability to play that power forward role really well in what they do. But what they do is they have four guards and then Vucevic. And so I think what's made the Bulls so effective is the fact that they're able to get out and transition. They're able to space you out so much on on, uh, the half-court offense, and you're constantly opening up looks on the outside by your drive and dish game when you have guys like Lonzo Ball, who is a pass-first player for sure, but definitely can slash. And then you have Zach Levine and DeMar DeRozan. I think the tutelage uh, DeRozan provided Zach Levine is also crucial and it's brought him further along. And also this is the first time in Zach Levine's career where he doesn't have to be the number one guy all the time. And so, uh, when you have five playmakers on the floor together, like they're able to do when they're in that lineup, uh, this guy's obviously out right now, but of Caruso, Ball, DeRozan, Levine, and Vucevic, those are all very good passers. And so it gives them a lot of flexibility. And um, I think that's why it's working. That's kind of what I talked about going into the season. I'm obviously really happy to see it come to fruition as a Bulls fan. Um, But yeah, I I don't know if I expected them. I guess I wasn't thinking like, are they going to be in first place necessarily? I did expect them to be really good, but I'll give Billy Donovan credit for uh, having this come together really fast. And um, I did not expect them to be so good defensively, uh, but they had the athleticism to become a really good defensive team. And you're seeing a lot of players take that next step and to turn into a pretty good defensive player. Zach Levine, uh, especially, has really stepped up on the defensive end. So it's great. Yeah, man, it's all about chemistry, bro. And like, I feel like when I saw from the very beginning, um, how well they were playing together, like right off the bat. I was like, man, this is a team pretty newly put together and they they look like they're having fun with each other. And that's huge. Like when you see guys that just look like they're enjoying playing with each other, that's, that's I mean, that's kind of everything. And it doesn't, it don't, it don't seem like they, they all were on the same page. And I mean, you're seeing what happens. Like this is, it's, it's rare to see a newly acquired team kind of like not go through kind of a rough patch and try to figure it out. And I feel like they, they, they didn't really need that. They're kind of cruising. And I know the NBA season is long and they might go through maybe a losing streak here and there, but man, DeMar DeRozan to me has just been phenomenal. I love his leadership. I love how like, I mean, I guess it's still Zach's team, but DeMar just seems like, I feel like he just reached this point in a, of his career where he's like so seasoned, you know, and he's just yeah. kind of got his squad like, and he just, 
I mean, I don't know, man. Like, he's, he just looks a little bit different in some ways. He's been doing what he does for such a long time, but he just looks a little bit, like, just different. And, like, when you see things like that game winner last night, you, it just kind of proves it. It's like, dude, this guy's on, you know, he's he's peaking, man. <laughs> he looks so great. So I, this team is great. I had a friend say they were going to be first in the East, and I was like, bro, you're crazy. And now I'm like, I mean, why not? I mean, they could, you know, they're doing it so far. So I love what I'm seeing with them for sure. The crazy thing is, is this Zach's team, though? I feel like it's DeMar at this point. I think it's everybody's team. And I I think think that's what makes it special team. I don't think it is one guy's team. I think it's like the thing I love was they were talking and um, they talked about in the postgame of Fleming talked about it. The the Bulls system takeover for Billy Wells and Protocol said, the thing I love is that in the fourth quarter in the game before, he said, go to Zach. I'm not, it's not my night. Zach's having a good night. Let go to him, defer to him. And he just said, back and said he has the hot hand. I'm going to let him do his thing. And when you have guys who are unselfish, you just say, if he's got the hot hand, I'm going to let him shoot. I'm going to let him do his thing. I'm going to play second fiddle. I'm going to play decoy. I'm going to do whatever I have to do. Be the guy cutting the basket as his second option. And that is something that helps. It just, it helps. You'll see teams where they have chemistry problems where everyone wants the ball. Yeah. The and it's nice having kind of like so many different uh, variables there. Like I would say if it has to be one person's team, then I would say it's Zach's team because he's been there the longest. Uh, but yeah, dude, it's it's awesome that like one night Vucevic can be the guy. Another night DeRozan can be the guy. One night Lonzo can be the guy. Uh, a lot of nights Zach's going to be the guy. But what makes them so great and what makes them able to compete against teams like Brooklyn who they beat two of the uh, both times they played them so far is the fact that a lot of nights they're all cooking. And so uh, it's kind of this like weird mix. Cause I don't think they have one a plus player. You look at teams like the bucks and the nets and you can immediately identify these a plus players, but the bulls have like two B plus players and two a minus guys in the collective uh, GPA, if you will, the class average is very high. And another thing that I want to bring up is they're 30th in three-pointers attempted right now, but they're first in percentage. They're shooting 38%. Now, the only team I've seen do this the last few years is actually the San Antonio Spurs. And so I was listening to some uh, Chicago radio, believe it or not, in Fargo, I get 670 the score. And so I was listening to, How do you get that there? I don't know. I, I'm not a scientist, but I was listening to you 670 like all the way from like North the Dakota. actual thing on your, right, on your actual radio in your car driving, you can get 670. Yeah, yeah, a lot That's of times crazy. I do. And so I, I'm listening to the Bulls, and they're talking about how they're, uh, you know, like, oh, well, do they need to shoot more? No, they don't. It doesn't matter where you're shooting from. Get open looks. And that's why they're putting up 110 points a game is because they're just getting open looks. It doesn't matter where that's coming from. And so I think the Bulls have kind of simplified this equation a little bit in this like super new age uh, basketball era. They're like, hey, we're going to get open looks. We're going to hit threes because we got three point shooters. We're going to get open looks because you have to respect us on the drive. But whether it's Vucevic from the mid-range to Rosen from the mid-range or getting to the rim or getting an open look on the outside when you have to collapse, the Bulls offense is arguably the hardest in the NBA to stop right now. I'd say that the Golden State Warriors are ahead of them. But I'd say after that, the Bulls, because of the collective talent they have, not necessarily the individual, but 
what the challenge they present when those guys are on the floor together it is a defensive nightmare. That's what makes them special. The Bulls as a team are almost are shooting almost 50-40. As a team, they're almost shooting 50% and 40 from three. So they're third in the league in field goal percentage. They're dead last in threes taken. They're number one in percentage. They're number two in free throw percentage. They're and number they're darn the throw. hell out of the three, too. I mean, they just, when they need three, and here's the thing, you put a guy like DeMar DeRozan in your team, your three-point shots attempts are going to go down. If you have enough, if you have two primary guys who shoot a lot of threes, you're going to shoot more threes. DeMar doesn't shoot any threes, and he doesn't need to to be effective. Yeah, it just it's takes just over two a game. Just make what you have to make, and that's it. You don't need to do any more than you need to do. And the Bulls yeah. shoot plenty of threes, and they shoot enough to a point where it's going to affect the balance of the game and they shoot threes when they need to, and they make them when they count. Yesterday, Kobe White, they needed him to step up badly. They're down five. I believe they're down. Chris Laverne had just hit the shot, or they're down, they're down one oh, I think they're down five. They're down, or they're down six. They go down, huge three from Kobe White in the corner. Kobe goes six for seven. Glad I started him in fantasy last night. Thank you. Um <laughs> And, and I just got Luca back, so I'm about to be five and six. Woo woo. Um, hey. Yeah. So comes in, gets the gets a huge three. They go down, they get a huge stop, transition. Zach Levine throws it down. One point game, just like that. It's just the things that the little things that they did. They just would not let him go. I thought they lost the game yesterday. I thought, okay, this team's they're just not going to be able to win this game, and they found a way to win. The fact that they cut the lead to one, every single time I've seen them lose a game, they've had games where I'm like, okay, fine. I'll let them lose it. All right. You call it. All right. They got blown out. Fine. They've had almost no games where I can think of that. Golden State. Okay. They got blown out. They were at Golden State. Indiana. They lost by 32. It was a back-to-back. Houston game. They let them slip by. That, that was, was also a game. Uh, sorry to interrupt, Josh, but I want to point out that that game against Indiana was a game when Vucevic was out. In right. Indiana, any team is going to destroy the Bulls if they have two really good rebounders and the Bulls don't have Vucevic. Uh, but you, mm-hmm. you, you see what happens when you insert him back into that lineup, and then they beat Indiana twice in, in very, I don't know if it's this past week, but in a short stretch of time. Right. And then outside of that, they lost to Miami since like they re- really like this great, this really interesting run has started. Then they got they lose to Houston, which was that was a bad loss, but they lose to Miami by three, their first game against them. The only two other games that they've lost so far since then are two blowout losses that they had when they had the COVID protocols. So I'm looking at this team honestly right now, and I see a team that if they hadn't had all the COVID the COVID stuff, they are sitting on one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, possibly 12 wins in a row. Yeah, and I think they're going to get to nine there. And I just, I, I really, I think they can win 10 games in a row. It's very possible, but I think we will see. I mean, right now they're at what, six in a row? I can, they can easily win 10 in a row going yeah. into Brooklyn and Golden State. I think they can. I, I was, I was on record uh, with our friends uh, this Monday um, at Sports Zone Chicago. They, they had me on their show, and I said, mark my words, this seems to win nine in a row. They already had won three. So now they've won three more. So I, I think it's going to happen, man. This, this team's about to go on a nice little run because they, they just had like a really grueling part of their schedule, but now it ain't that bad. 
And by the way, DeMar DeRozan right now shooting 36% from three is career average is 28. Like you're just, everything's- Look good. out. Yeah. Look, look out. <laughs> <laughs> it's really unbelievable. But there's also, we got to talk about the other guys. We do. But before yeah. we do, I believe we have our, at, at, we also have to discuss our friends at Spotify Green Room, right, Adam? Yes, we do, Josh. Yes, we do. Our friends, it's a live audio-only sports platform. You can talk to me, other fans, athletes, and insiders in real time. Spotify Green Room is a free so- audio-only social media platform for sports fans. Start or join ongoing conversations, watch games, react to the biggest news, rumors, and talk with other sports fans, insiders, athletes, and executives in real time. All you need is to download the app in the, in the App Store. You can create a profile link and link your Twitter and join and join a group on there. So you gotta love it. You gotta Spotify love it. Green Room, baby. Yes, sir. So Golden State Warriors. I knew they would be good this year, but geez, can, can you guys like go the hell away already? Can, can they go the hell away already? I'm kind of tired of them. But <laughs> here the Bulls get good. We have to have Golden State come back. But my thing is, I mean, they're just playing like Golden State. But my question to you guys is. Are they beatable compared to before? They're a little older. Not, I mean, it's still the Warriors, but they've got, I mean, they've got new pieces now, but are they beatable? You know, actually what, what I'm interested in is like, I think they might actually, this is, I think they might actually kind of struggle with having so many pieces now back. Like, like uh, with Clay and, and I don't know when Weissman's are really going to come back, but I think it's going to – I mean, they just have it humming so well that they'll figure it out. But I'm – I don't know. Clay's like a big – is a big deal. Like, he's a big piece. And, you, like, you like to think that he'll just seamlessly fit back in. But I don't know. Um, I don't know. I, I'm just curious to see how it is. But I will say this. The Warriors, I think, are ranked first in defense in the league and points allowed. And, I mean, defense is – I feel like when the, if the Warriors are playing good D and they're winning with good D, it's not just that they're crazily outscoring everybody. It's like they also play defense. Yeah. Dude, I mean, like People defense wanna... wins championships. You know what I mean? Like yeah. in every sport. So Yeah, Stephanie, you hit the nail on the head. They're only allowing just under 101 points per game. That's best in the NBA right now. And we, like we always think about the, these guys as this offensive juggernaut, but right. they are a defensive – they're the best defensive team in the NBA. Yeah. And that's like it's suffocating. Like they, they, you just get ringed on with a few threes, and then at the same time, it's hard to score. And like that's, that's what makes them so dominant. Like it's, it, it's just hard. Like you know, when I watch them play, I watch their B squad in there. You know, and like those guys play so hard. They're running around everywhere. You know, you guys, you have like Gary Payne Jr. Like, like leading that defensive team. Like they just, that whole team has that tone of toughness. Like. You know, it's. I bet Draymond loves this team, and you know what I mean. Like, they they got guys that go to the rim hard and just dunking on people. Like, they're from like you know they, they the whole the squad just plays hard and they play defense and they can easily score and they're gonna get more scoring with play. So it's just like, yo, what, <laughs> what, what? Like, this is crazy. Like, what are you gonna do? <laughs> yeah, and I'm glad you bring up Draymond because you know recently they just got their their uh, ass be frankly uh against the denver nuggets but that's oh, yeah that's what's going to happen when draymond's out right draymond missed right. that game and uh he is the the hubcap you know that keeps the, the wheel rolling 
on that defense. But you look at all the other pieces, and Steph actually was uh, Defensive Player of the Week for them recently. He's having a really good season defensively, which is scary. But you look at whether it's, you know, uh, JTA, Gary Payton Jr., uh, Andre Iguodala, Otto Porter, uh, Clay Thompson's going to be obviously back in the fold soon. And it's switchable pieces defensively. And so when they do get James Wiseman back and Clay Thompson back, I expect them to be even better defensively. But uh, in this league, like it's easy. We just talked about what makes the Bulls so dangerous is that they have all these guards. Well, if the Bulls, you know, took on the Warriors, the Warriors would have an answer like they did when they play the Bulls because they have the pieces to defend uh, any versatility that an NBA offense is going to throw at them. And shoot, man, I, um, I, I've always kind of been a Warriors fan. Uh, my, my aunt uh, lived in the Bay Area and, you know, so she would text me about Steph and Clay and stuff. And I, I've always been a big Steve Kerr guy as well. Uh, so it's just fun. And, and I love that they're back and it, people hate it. I love that. I think it's fun. Right. <laughs> yeah. I like seeing yeah. all these fans get frustrated. All right. And it's like, dude, I mean, I, yeah, it's just like appreciate greatness. Like, this is amazing. Like, we're watching what Steph Curry's. It's a special team, and Steph Curry's like going to be one of the best players of all time, man. Like we just witnessed him break the three-point record. Uh, you know, it's, it's, it's. You know, people don't take it for granted, man. Like we're watching some like elite supremeness. Like, like this is not normal. You know what I mean? So, it, and it, and I like too that it's cool to see how the Warriors have are sticking to their plan, and they do come back. Because how often does this happen where like a team has a crazy run? And then they kind of fall off for a season. Yeah. And then they kind of like get that, that, that doesn't happen. Like dynasties have their run. And then when it's over, it's over. And like, it's crazy to see how after that one, was it just one season where they just, you know, so they, it was like one like season and a half. You know? Yeah. It was like kind of like two, because last year, whatever, they, they barely made the playoffs or whatever. But in the they season had a team before Michael that. Jordan, they had a team, they kind of had a team Michael Jordan moment. And eh, we lost Michael Jordan. Okay, we're gonna miss like a year. Right. And we'll come back and then everyone's gonna start getting scared. Well, what's amazing is they actually use that to their advantage because right. when they didn't have Steph, they were able to take some time to acquire young assets and develop some of those young assets who are now key pieces uh, to their team. Yeah. And then when Steph got healthy again then, um, you know, they were able to just jump right back in and rectify it and uh, rebuild that identity. And so, like, you don't have your Sean Livingstons and, uh, you know, Leandro Barbosas, and, but you, like, have comparable pieces. You have those three and D pieces. Otto Porter Jr. was a great pickup. Someone everyone thought was kind of dead in the water just because he hadn't been healthy. He had a huge game on Christmas Day. And so, um, you know, Bob Myers in the front office is, <laughs> I mean, I, I, I can't say that I saw all this coming to this degree, but if you were kidding yourself, if you weren't calling them contenders, looking at the season, knowing that Steph Curry is going to be healthy and that they kind of rebuilt this. And then like when Clay gets back, like, sheesh, you know, Josh, you asked earlier, like, did I expect the Bulls to be number one? I don't know if I expected the Warriors to be number one. I didn't. I don't know if I expected them to look like the '73 win team right now. For real, no. It's true, but I'll tell you, we were speaking about fan bases who are not so happy. 
Boy, my happy Lakers fans are irritated right now. Yeah. And we only got a few minutes left, but let's briefly uh, talk about that. I agree, because we need to discuss the fact that LeBron James, I will tip my hat to you, sir, because you are playing like LeBron. You're not playing like LeBron James, dude. You're playing like Michael. You're playing like Michael Jordan and LeBron James combined right now, the way you have to carry this team. It's ridiculous. Grandpa James is having a, a rough go of it. And I really want to tip my hat to LeBron. Grandpa James. He's Grandpa James now. He's, got, he's Grandpa James now. He's not King James. He's Grandpa. He, he's Grandpa now. I, I've got old man strength. Like I no, I like I've gotten to a point watching him where I'm just like, he's got old man strength. He's playing like an old man now. Like I can see, like he's he's playing below, he's not playing, he's playing more low to the ground. He he is. He is. And he's just playing using his fundamental base, which is fine. And he's destroying everybody. This 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 month, 30, 30.79 and six and a half. That's LeBron James for you. What I think the problem is with the Lakers, and I've said this before the season, is like it doesn't really make a lot of sense the way they built this team to have Russell Westbrook and LeBron James on the team together. It might work in the All-Star game, but you need the ball in LeBron's hands, especially late in games. And Russell Westbrook uh, makes bad decisions late in games. He, he Last year on the Wizards, he was able to help them win games because he would get the ball and sprint it 120 miles an hour and then like throw up a shot that's not going to work when you're with LeBron James. And so either Westbrook needs to evolve or they need to get rid of him because you can't have a LeBron James team when your point guard stands under the basket and then sprints down the floor and doesn't put the ball into LeBron James hands. Uh, so I think I wouldn't be surprised if they move him, but the problem is the, that you don't have spacing and uh, your late game decision-making took a serious hit when you got Westbrook in there. So they got to fix that. Uh, I think the Lakers, at their best, because like you said, Josh, you kind of slowed down a little bit with LeBron. I think you got to move him into the power forward spot, have Anthony Davis, your starting center, and then shooters everywhere. Anthony Davis is not a good shooter. Just look at the numbers. The, the myth is alive, but look at the numbers. Not a good shooter. Hasn't been one for a few years. But then you put uh, maybe Malik Monk, Taylor uh, Horton Tucker, and you got to make a move. You got to get some more shooting. The Denzel Valentine move was actually kind of nice for them because he provides a nice passer. He's a nice shooter as well. If he makes bad decisions, LeBron is going to chew him up and spit him out, and he will not be on a team for very long. But the only way the Lakers are going to get any better is if they uh, flip some pieces because right now it is, it reminds me of a ransom letter. Like there, it's just different <laughs> fonts everywhere. And the message is extremely unclear. It's in four. It's in four different. Um, it's in four different letter sets. It's in Courier. It's in Calibre. It's in Apple. <laughs> it's in yeah. whatever it is. And what was it? Other Comic Sans. Because I'm not taking it seriously right now. Comic Sans. <laughs> Comic Sans. Times New Roman. But I agree. Here and here's the thing. I think Anthony Davis. I mean, as good as we think he is, I think he is a little old. He can't. He is a little. Day to day, Davis, baby. He hasn't been able to shoot. He hasn't been able to shoot in forever. I mean, he hasn't. He hasn't shot well since his first year in in La La Land. I got to be honest, and that's what I've seen. He hasn't shot well in two years. It's been two years. I've been waiting forever in the playoffs. I give him so much credit. He he averaged fifty-seven and forty when he almost forty percent from three in the playoffs in the bubble. 
He's not doing that now. He, he wasn't doing anything in that series. I mean, he was, granted, he had his injury problems already, but he was, yeah. he's been trashed. He's been trashed for two years. And you you're know, not going to get better. Sure. And you're, yeah. And you're just not going to, that's not going to help you. And, and they need AD to be AD. And I think he's just, he's acting like an older 28 year old man for a guy in his prime. And he's, it's concerning. They have all these old vets. I mean, I don't even know why they got rid of Isaiah Thomas, at least Isaiah. I mean, Isaiah's not great, but he could give you a score off the bench as a six man. They never should have traded for Russell Westbrook. I never thought that it, we all knew it didn't make any sense. We all knew they were being dumb. Everyone's like, they all said he, they're going to go get Buddy Heal. I thought that'd be great. Buddy Heal would have made more sense. Him. Westbrook's a better player. Heal makes more sense. So you know what's crazy? That um, I just looked this up that the Lakers are actually ranked just higher than the Warriors in scoring. But wow. defense, they're like, they're 26 in the league in points per game allowed. So you know, bro, it comes back to defense again. Like, offensively, like, they have enough firepower to, you know what, like, to put enough points to win. But their defense, they have no presence. Like, I, I've watched a few of their games. I saw their Nets game when they were playing the Nets, and the Nets only had basically Harden and Patty Mills. And, bro, they got they, – they scorched them. And I was like, bro, the, the Lakers have no – they got they, – they don't make you work for it. Like, they, they their defense sucks. Simple as that. And I was watching them. Like, they don't look that bad offensively. It's just – but like, you know, the the Nets come down and kind of get whatever they want, and you know what I mean. Like, you have a thirty-seven-year-old LeBron James. Bro, do you really D, think man. he's gonna want to play defense? So find other guys I'm, who will do it for him. I mean, he'll he'll lock in, sure. Like, I think LeBron, you know, he's he, when he's playing tough defense, he's playing tough defense. But like, the, the roster's top-heavy, and like. Without Anthony Davis, yeah, that defense doesn't really. And AD not even playing that well on defense either this year. And AD not even playing well overall to me on defense. Yeah, they, they need him back. They need him back clearly. Like he's it, one of the be- better defenders of all time, and anchors that defense because right now, like, yeah, letting up under twelve points per game is not going to cut what, it. Not in today's what, league. What's his injury? What's AD out for? MCL sprain, I think. Oddly enough, and oddly enough, the Lakers are so oddly enough, the Lakers are actually 11th in defensive rating, which shows you how far that goes. And the defense is absolutely horrible. I mean, it really has been this year. Really, really, really has been. They'll be able to reevaluate AD in a couple weeks, but um, yeah, it it didn't look good uh, when when he got hurt against the T Wolves. Uh, the fact that like he, he limped it back into the locker room. He, he's the oldest 28-year-old in the league. He is. He, he really is. All right, guys, <laughs> I'm going to say here, let's say, all right, we got all-star break in a month. Do the standings. Are both these teams number one in their respective conferences at the all-star break? Yes or no? Who? The Bulls and the Warriors. Are they at number one yes. in their respective conferences uh, in the all-star break? Bucks, Bucks might pass up the Bulls, but the Warriors are definitely there. I agree. The Bucks are the most dangerous team in the East right now. I agree. I don't. And let, let's talk that. about that next time. I think we should. I definitely think we should. But we had to mention that the Bulls are doing incredible. And Absolutely. This Milwaukee team's 
Milwaukee's got more depth than ever right now. They're not a surprise. (laughs) Which isn't a surprise. I think they're primed to go back to the NBA Finals. Yeah. Yeah, they look good. They're a good squad. And, I mean, we I know we're out of time, but Bulls have been doing – I mean, the, the Heat have been doing good. They've eight and two last ten games, and they haven't had Bam with a spring thumb. They've been looking – they've been looking deep. They've having guys step up. Kyle Guy <laughs> balled out. <laughs> Dude, they, Kyle Guy just got called up to just play one game and poured in 17 points, made four three-pointers, like – they're just everything's going good for right now. Like, um, so the, yeah, the, the, the top of the east right now, a lot of good basketball. You know, yeah. things are going well when this I just look up who this guy Kyle Guy is. If that guy's scoring 17 points for you, you definitely want to get yeah. Well, let's let's circle back real soon because it sounds like uh, we got a lot more to talk about. Absolutely. For Stefano, Adam, and myself, have a good one, everybody. Peace.